Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice Of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all Depends on what's in it for them They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash Succeed or fail, it has to the tell Dungeons and Debuckles starts now Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debuckles podcast I am your host and Dungeon Master Kevin Going around the table, John No I refuse to repeat myself You fail and Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight slash Wizard. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the Human Rogue. And Shane, back from the dead. I am back, just in time for post-Halloween. And John, now that he's not going to be a dick. I don't know that you can make that promise, but I'm playing Illunidas, Elven Monkey, mildly evil. All right, so the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, you guys were able to obtain the diamond needed to bring Alexander back from the dead. You brought it back to the Temple of Amater, where Shar, the priestess of Tiamat, uh, was able to release Alexander's soul from this dagger long enough in order, or long enough if, to be able to raise him from the dead. After that, you rented an inn for. Alexander to rest since he's going to need a couple days rest because the experience of being dead is kind of hard on a body. Olinidas went out to see if there was a boat to rent and none was going up the river. He returned to the inn uh, to find his fellow monk Lagermouse um, there. They had a discussion about what was going on up in uh, Fadel with a potential civil war and that is where you find yourselves now. What do you want to do? Well, we need to let Alexander rest for about a week, yes? Um, he's probably going to need anywhere from three to four days. Currently, he is at negative four to any check that he would need to do, which is not good. Yeah, that is not good. But it does give me lots of time to copy some spells. And, of course, we need to go and get de-aged. Yeah, that's one thing that Char told you, that uh, if you wanted to have that greater restoration to get rid of that aging, that you would need to come back. Because she was all out of spells for that day. Uh, is My next question is, is it the next day? Uh, well, currently, right now, uh, it's not. You've made it back to the end, and you haven't taken a long rest yet. Unless you want to do that. Gotcha. Does anybody have anything they need to do today? Uh, buying items, talking to people, checking up on the local who's it, what's... Well, you do have a bunch of loot that you took from the Silverlight Manor, and I believe Talia was wanting to see if she could find a locksmith. Currently, uh, a blacksmith. Or blacksmith, yes. yeah. Currently, it's probably about one o'clock in the afternoon. Alright, so... Talia, why don't you get your stuff from Blacksmith? Go there. Um, actually, while you're out, can you take a Lunadas 
and sell some of the stuff that we got from the Silverlight Manor. We have like an entire tableware set. We have, um, we still have loot from the Paladin and guys, which you never gave us, Kevin. I don't know what that all was. Um, did you guys loot him? Yeah, remember? We looted him and you said, oh, we'll go over it later. Okay. So, it is later now, but we can do later now later, if that makes any sense. Uh, I mean, we can do it now. If we've got time, by all means, I will write this all down. Um, quick note, I think that perhaps we should sell it in a different town. Well, I think we can sell actually all of it here. It would make us look like heroes. We killed the Mad Paladin, we cleansed the cursed house. And I think stole that's all okay. of the stuff. Well, yeah. What do you expect? I don't know if they're going to know what kind of stuff he has. I don't think it's like trademarked or anything. Uh, give me a... <laughs> well, I mean, you could look at... he's. You would have pulled a um, full plate armor off of him. And it's pretty obvious that there's a holy symbol of Arathus on the front breastplate. I'll just buff that out. <laughs> Is it painted or embossed? It's engraved. Let's see. Uh, would Juliet like to keep the plate armor? Maybe hammer it out a bit to fit her scaly form? I mean, from the... If I remember correctly, from the haunted house, there was also a suit of full plate that we retrieved from the iron golem, something like that. Uh, you found uh, it in a chest in a uh, hidden compartment under the stone flooring. So I guess I should check if either of them are magical. If one of them's magical, clearly I'm going to be keeping that one. If not, I think I'm going to take the one with the Arathis R then, because I already have this whole Arathis persona going on. So uh, we can keep up that charade. Charade? Charade? Either one works. Um, give me a um, Arcana check, Juliet. Can I just cast Detect Magic? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So I will do that. My last spell remaining. Well, if you're going to use your last spell, you might as well use it when you're not needing it, right? That's true. <laughs> All right. So the full plate that the paladin was wearing, the full plate of Arathis, is not magical. Um, the full plate that you found in the Silver Light Manor is. Okay. Then I am going to have to, I think, wait until tomorrow to identify it, because I am not going to fall for the same stuff Adel did. Can you cast Identify as a Ritual? Uh, yes. Oh, that means I don't need it prepared, right? Uh, right. Then I will absolutely spend an hour doing that. Okay, so we'll say that you spend an hour casting that, and this is still full plate, and it has these... Um, brass inlays all over it and on the left side of uh, the breastplate there is a lion and you know that this uh, full plate has fire resistance oh that's actually pretty disappointing because I already have fire resistance and does it stack? stack. No. but I do like brass inlays so I think I'm going to keep that one you guys can sell the full plate of Arathis, maybe get, you know, an extra buck, because 
you're doing a good deed? I don't know. So what else you found on that paladin was a greatsword. And um, okay. that is magical. Um, there is a ring that you found in the Silverlight Mansion in a hidden compartment at or a false bottom to one of the drawers. That is magical. Okay. And uh, that's it. Um, you found, I think it was a total of 150 gold on the paladin. Uh, he was also. I do remember you telling us about the gold, so we actually already have that calculated. Okay. Um, and he was wearing a cloak. I don't know if you would have taken it or not. Um, that has the symbol of Arathis on the back of it. I'm going to say probably not. Okay. So if no one's opposed, I'm going to cast Identify Ritual, which is going to take a while, probably the rest of the day at that point, identifying this ring and greatsword. Fire away. But I'm going to say before night, you guys should definitely go and sell at least some of this stuff. We have uh, an entire tableware set. We have the full plate uh, of Arathis there. And I guess we have a whole bunch of gems and jewelry if you guys want to sell it for hard gold. Uh, assuming you can find buyers for all of this. I kind of wouldn't keep the flatware. I mean, we're, you know, we, we deserve to be fancy sometimes. We're doing good work. That'll probably cut into the value of a whole tableware set being a partial, but that's fine, I guess. I mean... I, I, I'm including the silverware and the. We 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 deserve to. We're, we're fancy. I. If you want to carry around a whole set of china and or silver plates, be my guest. We have a cart. All right. Well done. So we're we're keeping the tableware set. That means the jewelry, the gems, and the full plate. Okay. Um, before we sell the gems, is it if if I can get the blacksmith to inlay what I want him to make, uh, can I keep them? Uh, isn't the thing that you're wanting him to make a something that you hide in your sleeve? And? Uh, nobody's ever going to see the gems. So? <laughs> yeah, okay. Kind of making it all <laughs> fancy. Fancy can for be you. on the inside. <laughs> if you want to, I mean, we have plenty of gold. I'm sure we'll need a bunch of it, but... Uh, there's nothing that I need it for. I don't think anyone else needs. Actually, Alexander might be the only person who would want these gems to decorate himself with all pretty stuff, since he's a pretty elf. I do enjoy gems. Alexander's a human. I am a human, but it does not change the fact that I love gems. Human elf, you guys look the same. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> All right, Uncle Luno, let's let's head to market. To market, to market, to sell some stuff. So while you guys are gone, we'll say that um, Juliet takes the next two hours to cast Identify. And the ring, I think it was a gold ring with a jade stone, is a ring of message that uh, can cast, cast message once per day. And then the great sword is a steel great sword um, with a bronze hilt and pommel. That is a plus one great sword. And if it is attuned by a paladin, cast divine favor once per day. Excellent. All right. So, Alunidas and Talia 
I guess you're leaving the inn? Yes. Okay, Indeed so we are. you walk downstairs. Jared, the barkeep, is still behind the bar. And at this point, there's really nobody in here except for four humans that um, appear to be drinking pretty heavily. Uh, they look road-worn and dirty. And it looks like uh, they're getting pretty deep in the cups and being kind of loud. Bartenders, like, you know, trying to get them to calm down. So you leave the inn. Where are you headed? There is a market. I don't know if we know where it is, though. I'm sure Talia blocked it. So the market, uh, you would have passed the Lunardos uh, when you went to the docks. Uh, it would be this area down here. There is a stable. There is kind of a, a warehouse right here. You are going to see a general store over here near the river. Um, you are going to see a vendor selling uh, poor supplies like grain and hay and, and things of that nature. But again, I'll let Talia take Uh I I would actually I don't know where because Juliet's normally the one who sells all this stuff, so I don't know where we would sell it. Like, what would the best uh, stall be to sell the stuff at? I guess there's a jewelry stall we could sell the jewelry at, right? You might, guys might want to look for maybe a Mad Cedric's Emporium. Yeah, is there a Mad Cedric's Emporium? Um, you didn't see one. Um from uh, where you've been in town they kind of stand out because they're, they're whitewashing and gaudy signs and you haven't seen one in this town uh, I'll just look for a, a jewelry store first alright uh, give me an investigation check Nine. alright so you spend the better part of uh, probably two hours walking around this town trying to find something like that and you're not finding anything and then you remember Char saying that, you know, nobody in this town would probably have uh, anything like that that was that expensive for you to even purchase uh, on the jewelry or the diamond that you were trying to get. We should, uh, what else do we have to sell besides the jewelry? I don't remember what else I was keeping. Armor? Uh, Okay, well, then we'll head to the blacksmith. I, I feel like that's the best place to do that at. Okay, so... You cross the stream uh, down here to this uh, squat building, and it's kind of not hard to miss because of the the black smoke um, rolling out of this thing. Um, So you travel up in the courtyard, and you can see some, uh, appears to be like some apprentices out here um, that are shoeing some horses. Uh, excuse me, um, where could I find the, uh... The the person who runs this place, Master Smith. Ah, uh, you've yeah. been looking for Master Smith Baron. Just follow the sounds of the hammering. And uh, thank you very po- much. And he points a thumb towards the uh, the forge. I'll I'll nod my thanks and, and head towards the forge. Okay, so um, you start uh, heading in um, side of this, and uh, you um, the door is open, and you just walk in. And inside is dark, and there's a low glow from uh, a forge in here. And you're going to see a squat dwarf with uh, black hair and just thick and rippling with muscles. He's got his shirt off, and he's just uh, wearing a blacksmith's apron. 
and uh, it looks like he just <laughs> in and and britches. <laughs> and uh, he is currently uh, working what appears to be a longsword, and uh, you just uh, hear these tings as um, he's smacking this metal. I'm gonna uh, raise my hand and say, "Excuse me." And he says, "I'd be with you just a second. He takes a few more blows at this thing and picks up some tongs and takes the sword and puts it back into the uh, the forge to heat it up again. And uh, he turns around and says, "Ah, uh, what do you need, little gal?" Uh, well, first, and I'm gonna like wave at Alunidas. Uh, we had a set of armor to to sell. If you were interested. Uh, I'm the one usually doing the selling, but I'll this see what. That's why you... we thought you could sell this. I'll take a look, and we'll lay it out. So um, you take it out, and um, he studies it for a second, and then he runs his fingers uh, over the symbol of Arathus on this, and he says, "Where'd you get this?" Madman who was attacking everyone who passed by down south. Ah, oh, that mad paladin. That's the one. Can't say I'm sorry to see him go. If you ask me, I think he did everyone in this town a favor. That's what we were trying to do. Well, mostly we were just trying not to get killed by a mad paladin. But, you know, helping people is a good thing. Hmm. Well, I'll give you a fat price for it, considering you did us such a favor with taking him out. Uh, it will take some work to hammer this whole simple out. Hmm. And uh, he thinks for a second. Hmm. I'll give you a fourteen hundred gold for it. Oh, that's more than fair. Thank you, sir. All right. Any th- other business I could be doing for you? Yes, actually, I was wondering if you would be able to build something for me. Uh, two somethings, actually, a match set. Okay. And then I'm gonna describe what I'm looking for. The the device that would hold. Uh, a set of daggers that could, you know, push them into my hands to so I could stab them, but hide them in my sleeves. So, um, you explain what you're uh, wanting built, and uh, he strokes his beard for uh, a moment as he thinks, and says, um, Yes, I think I could build that, but it won't be cheap, and it'll take a lot of time to do uh, how, how much would it be? Well, I figure with custom work like that, with fine details and machinery and uh, the springs that it'll take, well, all of that's custom work. So, hmm, maybe 1,200 gold? Or uh, we could just do a trade and call it even for the armor. Um, I'll, I'll look at Alunidas. Does that seem fair, or should I use my own gold? I think it's fair. I mean, you're the one who killed the paladin, right? Possibly. I, I was, actually. Um, and then I'll that? ask how much... Do you say that in front of the dwarf? I think so. And uh, he says, you killed the paladin? I I had to learn how to be tough. I'm far younger than I should have. Uh, should have. He's fearsome. <laughs> well... I wouldn't expect something mighty out of such a small package, but who am I to talk? Look at me. Tell you this. Maybe we do a trade for the armor, and I give you 200 gold. That seems fair. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to pull out um, 
We had two, at least two emeralds, right? Uh, I don't know what's in your no inventory. Idea. We had 1,500 gold pieces worth of jewelry. I did not mark down the individual gems. Or excuse me, we had 1,200 of gems. Sorry, I didn't think we were going to be using them for anything other than money. <laughs> I actually don't remember us uh, getting a list. It was just, if I remember correctly, just 1,200 gold worth of gems with uh, that were emerald, ruby, and, and sapphire. Like, emeralds, rubies, sapphires, that kind of thing. Uh, yes, that was correct. So well, They're poison daggers, so obviously it's going to be emeralds. Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pair out a, a pair of, of similar or a same size emeralds and say, would you be able to in, inlay these uh, into the, the the at the wrist? And uh, he holds out his uh, hand for you to give him the gems. I'll I'll pass them over. So um, he takes them and fills of them in his hand, and he picks them up and looks at him in the forge light and says. I think I could do something with these. Mind you, I'm no silver or goldsmith. I work in steel. But I think well, I can make it work. That's, I mean, really, I just want it to, I want something shiny and pretty on these things that are going to be hidden because they should be pretty, right? And I know you're going to do amazing work. Just, I like, I like shiny things. Alright. Is this deal agreeable to you? It should take me about three days if this is all I'm doing. Uh, yes, that's agreeable to me. Uh, us. That's fine. We have to wait in town until our companion recovers. Alright, it's a deal then. Seamus, come in here and finish up this sword. I've got a new special order. And, uh, you see one of the apprentices outside that was uh, shearing a horse come in and start grabbing the tongs and pulling this long sword out that, uh, Farron was working on and starts beating it. Farron's going to say, there's not anything else. I need to start drawing up plans. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Uh, okay, Master Farron. Uh, thank you very much, Master Farron. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of days. And what's your name? Jessica. Jessica. Alright. We're staying at the inn. Which one? I don't call the name, but I give him the name of our inn. <laughs> okay, it's the mountain rest. The mountain rest. And he says, uh, come back here and it should be ready in three days. If you don't show up in three days, I'll have one of my apprentices come and fetch you. Sounds good, sir. All right, so um, I guess you're leaving the blacksmith. Uh, where are you going now? To the smith, the jewelry. I don't think there was anything else we wanted to sell. Uh, you could ask around. You'd probably get a better price for the jewelry in Faydale anyway. Bigger city, better market. Uh, give me an intelligence check. Wait, a lunar dust wouldn't know that. <laughs> so, he wouldn't say. <laughs> okay. So it's up to Tali if she wants to look around some more and try and find a place to sell the jewelry. Um, I actually think that we're we should hold on to that till the next place because even if we do find a place that we could sell the jewelry to, given the economic uh, status of this area, I don't think that they'd be able to give us a, a fair price or unload it for that matter. Uh, that being said, um, I would like to see if there's a leather worker around so that I can have them uh, make the belt that I'm looking for. Uh, okay. 
Not a problem with me. So, um, you can either ask around, or I mean, you could even ask Master Theron if there's uh, somebody around here that does that. Uh, I, I'll ask Master Theron. I'll say, um, uh, Master Theron, one more thing. Uh, is there a leather worker nearby, or is that something that you can do? I don't really work in leather. The man that I get it from is Harish. It's just right down the street here, about three houses down to the right. He does some tanning too, but most of his work is creating leather work such as, you know, leather armor and belts and tack and harnesses. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, sir. And uh, I'll, I'll head towards the door. Oh, sorry, say again? He says, all right. So you walk out of the forge and you go south here about uh, three houses down. And um, you're going to notice, uh, uh, give me a perception check. So Alunidas, before you even get close to the house, um, you are going to know which direction it is because you start getting this strong spell, strong smell of urine. Um, that comes from uh, tanning. Um, yep, dog shit and leather. Yep. You walk down the street and <laughs> the smell is getting closer. And you are going to see this uh, squat building uh, that's one story tall. And one side of it is uh, mostly open. And there are these um, wooden poles that are set up kind of like scaffolding. And you see animal hide out here curing. Yeah, this must be the plate. <laughs> uh, Talia apparently has uh, allergies to something in the area. Her nose is all stuffed up. She couldn't smell it. She got a two on her perception. Um, so you walk up and you're going to see a sign out in the front yard of this that's in common that says leather and tanning. Um, I guess we walk up to the door and knock. All right, so you knock, and a few seconds later, there's this uh, human man uh, who comes to the door. Um, it kind of looks pretty filthy. Uh, looks like he hasn't showered in a couple of days, and like the, the smell of all the tanning supplies and uh, leather is just coming off of this man. And uh, he's going to look down at you and say, Eh, what you want? I was looking to have a belt made. Ah, we got plenty belts you can buy here, or we can do custom. Uh, I, I needed it to have, uh, hold on a second. Six, I think. Just five, because two of them are going to be at my wrist. <laughs> uh, five, uh, dagger sheets? Yeah, we can do that. Is it for uh, you? Yes. Well, I'll need to take your measurement. Hold on just a second. And, uh, he's going to disappear back into the, uh, the house, he says, you can come in or I can come back out. Careful, uh, Talia. He might be one of those lady killers. Talia's Apparently, they don't care about those. Talia's gonna face palm. <laughs> Uncle Luno, that is not what lady killer means, but we'll wait out here, sir. I'm gonna raise my voice to the, for the last part. So just that if it won't be just a second. And uh, about 15 seconds goes by and he comes out and uh, he's got this uh, rope uh, that appears to have like these measuring lines on it, and uh, he says, uh, "Will this be for you?" Uh, it'll be for me, yes. All right, and then, do you want this as a belt or a bandolier? 
I never thought of a bandolier. Oh, hold on. I, I'm gonna look at Uncle uh, at, at Alunadas and say, uh, Uncle Luna, what what do you think would be better? Well, a bandolier would be easier to sling on and off, but it also might get in the way if you're doing any of those fancy dodges you have to do. Could uh, a bandolier stay on? Uh, I, I mean, if it's slung across, you know, one shoulder and then down underneath one arm. Basically, go with what you think would make Tyler look cool. Um, also, a bandolier would probably grow better with me. True. Right? If you think Tali is going to grow. I mean, I hope so. She's she's still young. She's still going to be taller than and, uh, four he's gonna say, four. Well, if you're going to be keeping it for any amount of time, it might be kind of awkward once you start mm, budding. Oh, this awkward conversation. Yeah, we'll go with the belt, sir. Thank you for the uh, observation. <laughs> and she's just going to blush. <laughs> just trying to be helpful. I appreciate it, sir. It's it's my own embarrassment. I, You're just being honest and helpful. I appreciate it. So, um, he's going to walk over to you, and he's going to take this uh, string, and he says, Alright, up, up, lift your arms. Uh, she'll lift her arms. And uh, he's going to take the uh, rope and putting around puts it around your waist and he's going to say well is this good will you be wearing it higher or lower um i'll probably be wearing it uh right at the hip okay so he moves the uh, the string down and says uh about here that looks good all right uh, i got you on a measurement and um any particular hide you would like me to use um Something sturdy but soft. Ah, uh, cow do. That sounds good then. Alright, and uh, your, your daggers, uh, how long are they? Are they about the same size or are you like belt knife size? Um, I will, assuming that I have them on me, I'll just pull them out from the different places that I've tucked them and, and show him the daggers that I have that I'm going to be putting there. So my two. I'm actually going to put my two th- uh, throwing da- or all, all three throwing daggers on my belt, as well as the adamantine and the fine uh, dagger. So uh, as you start like pulling all these daggers out from all these different places on your body, you just see this um, man's eyes get wider and wider. Like, where are all these daggers coming from? And why does this little girl have so many daggers? I like to collect. Uh, actually, now that I'm thinking about it... Um, can I get only four on there? And could I get? Uh, do you, can you make boots that I could put a with a with a dagger um, for the adamantine dagger? And I'm going to point out the the one that I'm talking about. Ah, uh, so you want boots too? If you could, if that's uh, if that's something that you you think that you could do, a uh, boot with a um, a dagger sheath in it, and then four sheaths on the belt. All right. Um, just show me which daggers you want where. So I'll I'll show him the the fine dagger and the three daggers of throwing for the belt and then the adamantine dagger for the boot. All right. So he takes uh, measurements of all these things, and um, he says, um, "I think I've got what I need. Um, the belt won't take very long, um, but the the boots may take a bit longer to make. Um, I'll I'll get some measurements for your feet." And uh, he motions you um, to stick your um, foot up on uh, his thigh 
I'll uh, put a, a hand on Alunidas's arms to steady to steady myself and put my my foot up on him. So uh, he takes that uh, string again and takes some measurements of your foot. He says, "All in all, with the belt and boots, um, probably be about uh, I want to say two days." That sounds reasonable. Uh, about how much would it be? Oh, uh, with a custom order like this, um, let's say twenty-five gold pieces. I, I'm gonna look a bit shocked and say that that sounds very reasonable. Thank you, sir. All right. And what's the name for the order? Jessica. Jessica. Okay. Is there anything else I can help you with? No, that's it. Thank you so much, sir. All right, but well, I'll get to work. And uh, he is going to turn around and go in this house and uh, close the door. Okay, could we go now? Yes, Alunidas, we can go. It's just that they keep killing animals here. I don't like it very much. It's understandable, I suppose. Uh, I guess we'll head back to the inn. Okay, so around this time, um, you guys have been gone several hours, so now it's probably about 6 o'clock in the evening. You walk back in the uh, the mountain rest, and the uh, same four humans that, that were in there earlier are uh, much drunker, and they're like playing games on uh, the table, like uh, stabbing at their fingers with daggers. And uh, you just see uh, Jared, the bartender at the back of the room, you know, with this worried look on his uh, face. And uh, at this point, they're getting, like, really rowdy. So, uh, you going back upstairs? Um, I'd actually... Uh, wait, did he let... Uh, did he, he did he let Abbott upstairs with me? Uh, you haven't asked. I would assume he would be out in the stables with the, the horses. At this I, point, I don't think it's a matter of anybody letting Talia do things. Except maybe me and Juliet, but even with us... <laughs> I'll, I'll go to out to the stables and uh, spend some time training Abbott for like two hours. Okay. Uh, what are you trying to train him to do? Um, so he has he has quiet down. I'd like uh, to continue working on stay. Okay. Give me a animal handling check. 18. All right. So he uh, appears to be getting this finally after uh, several sessions. So, uh... We'll say uh, over the, the course of two hours, uh, you think that he's got that one down. Excellent. I'll head back up to the rooms. Okay. So uh, you walk up to the rooms and it uh, appears that uh, Nifron's got his door closed. I'm going to look around and, and knock on Nifron's door. All right. So um, you knock on the door and... Before you can even get like the like the the th- third knock knockout after like nap rapping on it four times, the door opens and uh, Nifron looks out, expecting someone taller, and then looks down at you and says, "Yes, what do you want?" I was wondering if you might be willing to um, just teach me. Teach you? Teach well, you, you seem to teach you what? You seem to be really good at the, uh, the whole stabby thing, and I was wondering if you'd be willing to, like, teach me what poisons are best in what situations, or, uh, 
and, and she's just gonna stop like she she didn't think this through entirely it was kind of a spur of the moment thing and uh just gotta add that uh Alunidas is definitely not here for this he disappeared into his own room while she was training at it so uh Nifron's gonna stick his head out the door and then look down both sides of the hallway and say come in uh she'll walk in so um you walk in and he closes the uh, door behind him and he goes over and sits down on the bed and crosses his legs, looks at you for a while and says, what is it you would wish to know? Um, I mean, I have all of these poisons and I'm going to tell him all about the, like I have the spider poison and I have the manicure poison uh, and all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I'm just... What should I use in what situation, and when should I not use poison? Is that something you can teach me? And um, you say manicure poison, and his eyes get wide, and he says, "Why did you get that? Can I see it?" Uh, she'll pull it out of one of her pouches, uh, and and say, "It, Alunidas, or uh, not Alunidas, uh, Adel had it. I don't, I don't know where he got it." So he's going to take this vial, and he's going to hold it up to the lamplight, and. Um, open the stopper and like take a smell of it and you see his nose wrinkle up and he says this is a powerful poison indeed here girl be very careful with this as to when you should use poison never use it on anything that's not uh, I don't want to say humanoid but things you know that probably won't be immune to it such as non-magical creatures now, I wouldn't use this on anything that you would find out in the Feywild, as it'll probably be immune to it, but say your average bandit, yes, it'll probably do well. And what's the best way to apply it to a dagger? And he says, well, if you have some time, the best way to do it is to take a cloth and apply it evenly over the blade. But if you're on combat, the best way is probably just to take it and put it in your sheath and then dip the dagger inside but you want to go deep so the poison has a way to work into the bloodstream usually slashing someone with it doesn't work all that effectively so if you're using poison you want to stab and you want to stab deep and uh and how many for example and i'm going to hold up one of the the vials of spider poison i have how many uh uses do i have of this or is this just one use is it all in one bottle, or do you have multiple vials? Uh, it says I got six vials of, of spider poison. All right, so each one of the vials is probably about the size of your pinky finger. And um, he says, I wouldn't use any less in, of each of one of these for each stroke. Uh, the manicure poison, I actually don't know what size that was. Um, uh, it's about the same poison. size. And if I remember correctly, I think that poison did um, 3d6 poison damage. And then there was a DC constitution save of uh, 13, or be paralyzed. And I think there's just one use of that. Um, what... I, I've, I collected the spider venom myself. Are there other creatures out there that I can collect venom from? And if so, what? There's all sorts of manner of creatures out there, from spiders to scorpions, even some worms. 
and then magical creatures such as this manticore. The poisons are much more potent. Um, would they be considered poisons, or are they venoms? <laughs> <laughs> he is going to say, tomato, tomato. I know what I, you're I getting suppose at. in this case. Tomatoes aren't poisonous. That's a rumor. It's a myth. It's, it's... Tomatoes and peaches are poison. It is well known. Uh, well, it's an urban fantasy and... legend. <laughs> tomatoes and potatoes are both part of the Belladonna family. Fun fact. That's why people thought that they were poisonous when they were brought over from the New World. Well, the leaves are definitely poisonous. And they would and react with carve. lead. Uh, or I guess whatever they used to use would react with their stuff and generate a neurotoxin of some kind. It was very bad. Very minor, but very bad. Anyway, back to the... Uh, well, uh, thank you, um, Nifron. I, I appreciate it, because this is stuff that interests me and, and figured you were the best person to learn it from. Yes, I wouldn't go around talking too much about it unless it's with people of, let's say, ill repute. Most normal folks don't take kindly to talk of poisons. Most normal folk are stupid and wrong. Uh... I guess that's that's all. Is there any other wisdom you can think of to, to pass on? Stay alive. Uh, and kill people before they can kill you. I mean, that's what I've been trying to do. And so far, you've been doing a good job. I'll take that as a compliment and leave, sir. Have a great night. He <laughs> She's going to walk towards the door. <laughs> Let's see. Alunadas would like to wander up to the Temple of Il Mater to have some conversations with the uh, Shar uh, and Lagos. Uh, okay. You walk up to the temple, and by this time, it is around 6.30 or so. And the sun's getting pretty low in the sky. And you enter the temple, and Lagermouse and Brakul are upstairs. Um, first, I'd like to go on up to Lagermouse. Not Lagermouse, God. That's what you said. Lagrimas, not Lagermouse. I heard Lagermouse. That's what I'm calling him from now on. This is your fault, John. I spelled it out and gave you enunciation and everything. And then you couldn't remember what it is. All right. All right. So, uh, to Lagermas. Um, brother, I think we need to prepare for the coming war. Uh, last time we spoke, I suggested maybe you should start a school. I, I would like to repeat that suggestion. Just because we're going to need more soldiers to help uh, generally. We're going to need more people willing and able to fight for our mistress, both before and after her return. I don't think I could order you to do this, but I would like to repeat the suggestion. Brother, that hasn't been my directive yet. If you wish, then I could use, uh, I have this from the Harbinger. I think that I could override any orders, but again, I wouldn't like to order you to do this thing. I would want this to be of your own free will. As much as I would like to do this, it may draw too much attention to us here in this town. They're not exactly... Ruin-fearing folks around here. Well, what I'm 
thinking is that with the excellent groundwork you've already laid, with the hostility to Arathis, and now with our understanding that uh, the, the haunted house was owned and haunted by a member of the, the Vanguard, I'm thinking we might not necessarily get people to join Ruin, but be willing to oppose those forces. We might have to be a bit more subtle in ways that I myself wouldn't be very good at. I'm not a strategist either, brother. What did you have in mind? Not necessarily opening declaring that the monastery is for Ruin Axis, but that be about teaching the townsfolk to defend themselves against the forces that would seek to control them and murder them like that paladin. Hmm, that's not a bad idea. Start training the townsfolk and the young ones to defend themselves from attacks on the town from the various monsters, but that might be a hard sell because, well, this is a sleepy little town. The most excitement they've had here in decades was when their paladin came through. Yes, and but but they've heard rumors of things might be possible. I'm not saying that it would have to be a large school or even that you would teach all of them, but I think even a few uh, young ones would make an excellent addition. Something to consider, not uh, necessarily, I don't know, just something to consider. Yes, but they're going to need some motivation. Do you think it would be possible for you to stage an attack on the town? Uh, it might be difficult to do so while maintaining our posture as the people who saved them from the paladin and cleansed the vanguard haunted house. Well, Maybe we could drive some monsters down from the hill. Obviously you would have to disguise yourself, but they're soft and weak here. They need some motivation. Otherwise, why would they bother to learn to defend themselves? The Walling Gate has protected them for all these years. Hmm. That is something I'll have to discuss with the group. I'll, I'll, I'll consider ways we might uh, help with uh, motivation, but keep in mind the possibility of setting up a school. Yes, I think the school is a great idea, but I need some motivation for them to want to learn to defend themselves. As I've said, they're soft and lazy now. Yes. I will, I will work on ways we might motivate them. You think about it, I'll brother, take, and get back to me. I will. Then I'll head down to Shar. Um, so you head down the steps, and um, you are going to see Shar uh, in a cot, and she is snoring heavily. I will not wake her. <laughs> She's all tuckered out from raising the dead. That's understandable. I guess I'll head back to the inn. So, uh, you head back to the inn. This is probably about an hour later. And, um, those, uh, four people are still in there. And they're raising hell and really drunk now. Um, you also see what appears to be uh, a husband and wife in here sharing a meal. Um, that are awkwardly looking at these uh, four patrons and um, you're getting ready to uh, walk up the steps and this uh, one human in front with this uh, 
He's got this greasy blonde hair and a greasy beard. It's, uh, he's wearing leather armor and has a short sword at his hip. And uh, you hear him yell, I'll tell you, I've had enough to drink. I've given you enough gold for all of us to have our fill. And uh, you're going to hear Jared, the bartender, say, I'll give you your money back, but you need to go. This isn't that kind of establishment. There's plenty of places to drink around town. Just go down to the docks. That's probably more for your kind. And uh, drunk blotting guy's going to say, What's that supposed to mean? Is my gold not good enough for you? And Jared's, the bartender's going to say, No, no. I don't want no trouble. I just want you to go. You're disturbing my other guests. Please, sir, leave. And then... Uh, Drunk guy says, well, we'll leave when we're ready to leave, right, Ben? And then uh, Dirty Blonde here, man, reaches across the bar and grabs the bottle from Jared's hand and smacks him in the face like a bitch. And uh, Jared recovers and tries to look tough, and he says, well, I'm going to go fetch the town god. But you, but you hear his voice crack like he's not so sure about it. And Dirty Blonde guy says, uh, the god's not going to do shit. We're taking over the end for the night. Go to bed, barkeep. Everything's on the house, right? Right? And uh, you uh, see Jared kind of lower his head, and uh, he's going to take his towel off his shoulder and throw it down on the bar and uh, start to walk away. That's going to sigh. I'm going to need to know. I can't remember how long it's been since we did any fighting. Have we had a long rest or a short rest or anything? Uh, you took a short rest uh, when you got back to the inn. Okay, because I'm just trying to remember, you know, how many chi points I have. Is this a fight that I could feel like getting into? How many hit points do I have? Things like that. Um, I don't know. How many hit points did you have? Well, I know how many are written on my sheet, but it doesn't automatically coordinate between the sheet and the uh, watchman thing. Well, you did you did get taken down, so you would have been able to spend half your hit die because uh, they took you out when the the ghost um, uh, possessed your body. That's right. We did have a couple of fights there. Darn it! I just don't. So there's four drunk humans. Give me a uh, perception check. Twenty-one. All right. So you're sizing these guys up. And um, there are four humans, and they they don't look like they're caravan guards or anything like that. They look like they are probably just some some people that were moving some goods, or they may even be, you know, like riverboat folk or something like that. But to you, they don't look that tough, and they're extremely drunk at this point. All right, I'm going to walk up. I'm going to... Put my hand on the wrist of the guy who grabbed the bottle. I'm going to say, Hey, you know that house that's really, really haunted? No. Really? Because there's a house around here that's incredibly haunted. People go in there die. I don't know about no house. I'm not from here, Elf. Mmm, neither am I. And yet I walked into that house. I saw about a dozen corpses all horrifically dead so what's that that make you a funeral director no it makes me the guy who walked into a house full of corpses 
killed the things that killed those people, and walked out. Oh, so you're a Ghostbuster, huh? <laughs> and then you hear all the other men start laughing. No, I'm a killer. I kill very, very well. <laughs> I recommend you leave this in before I kill you. <laughs> kill me. I'd like to see you try, Elf. And I'm going to punch the guy. A lot. Um, <laughs> can any of us hear him from upstairs? Uh, give me a perception check. <laughs> um, you hear some, some like, sounds like loud voices, but they're kind of not... You can't really distinguish them from what you heard earlier with these rowdy jackasses downstairs. Uh, <laughs> Alexander, uh, you got a crit, but I think you're probably asleep at this point, but you would have been woken up by uh, this uh, shouting downstairs. Uh, I guess I'm awake. Just hearing like loud noises downstairs. Uh, yeah, sounds like uh, some people yelling at each other. Would it be reasonable for me to go downstairs to, to see what's happening? Um, I mean, maybe. I mean, it doesn't really sound different than, you know, what you heard going on earlier. Just these guys downstairs being rowdy. It'll get louder in a second. Uh, Juliet, give me a perception check. That is a 14. I'm, I'm finding my... <laughs> Don't worry, I'm here. <laughs> what time is this happening? Uh, would I still be out with Abbott? Uh, this would at that time? Uh, actually, yeah, you would. So this would be about 6.30, 7 o'clock. So you... Okay, so I'd be still out loose. I'd still be out with Abbott. Yeah. Uh, Juliet, um, you would hear some, uh, some, uh, yelling downstairs, and you're also, you think you hear Alina Doss's voice. Oh no, Alina Doss has done something. <laughs> what about Ifron? Uh, let's see. He's not a PC. We don't know anything about what he does. No, but, you know, if he shows up, that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Yeah, but it also depends on whether or not he cares. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, he got an eight. <laughs> Even if he hurt, he probably still wouldn't give a shit. Let's, let's be honest. All right, so, um... Juliet is going to head downstairs, by the way. All right, so I'm going to give you a surprise round, Alunados, as uh, you punch an asshole leader here in the face. All right, time to punch and punch and punch. All right, uh, actually, I'm going to use my bonus action to uh, activate my shoes and then uh, an attack. That's uh, only a 15. Uh, that hits. Alright, for 7 damage. 15 on the second one for 8 more damage. Only 13 on the third. Uh, that'll miss. Alright. And... Let's see. I think I'll just stay where I am for the moment. Alright, so... This guy's shit-talking you. And you basically just punch him uh, twice in the face. And you are going to see him stumble back and fall into a stool that uh, crumples underneath him as he falls on his ass on the ground and his head hits the bar. And uh, you see him try to stand up and he falls back down, probably from the impact of your punches and the effects of the alcohol. 
because they've been drinking a long time. And now let's go ahead and roll initiative. Tonight there's gonna be a bar fight. Should I roll in as well? Uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, put your initiative in. I will throw my token down and you can tell me when I actually make it down the stairs. Because Juliet is in no hurry. Why did that not roll? Oh, there we go. Ten. Alright, I want to move these around in initiative order, but I'm going to put you at the bottom of the initiative because they're all in this fight right now. And you're just not yeah. coming down the steps. So first up is asshole leader. He is uh, going to stand up and he is going to pull out his short sword and say, Shit not done that, elf. There's far of us and just the one of you. You want to go get some friends? Make it fair? <laughs> uh, and at that... Uh, you're going to see his uh, his eyes narrow in anger, and he's going to pull out his short sword and scream and charge at you. So his first attack is going to be a 26. Wow. That'll hit. Uh, for four damage. And then he is going to swing again. And that is a 13. That will definitely miss. So uh, he lunges out and... Uh, he kind of catches you off guard because you're like, well, a, a guy that looks that drunk shouldn't be moving that quickly. And uh, so he gets a little piece of you and then he's going to pull the short sword back again and stab at you and miss. Uh, next up is asshole number two. He is going to pull a mace from his side and uh, run at you. Uh, that is a 22. That'll hit as well. That is for three damage. Uh, you're up next. All right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, use a cheap point to do Step of the Wind to, so that I can disengage. Hop around over here so I'm standing in the corner of the bar. And now I'm going to attack the asshole leader again. And just FYI, I'm pulling my punches so that they hurt but don't kill. Okay. So now my attacks. First attack is is a 19 to hit. That hits. That'll be 10 damage. All right. 23 for 10 more damage. All right. And my third attack is another 23 for 9 more damage. All right. So you disengage and do like this uh, somersault uh, through these two guys uh, that were flanking you into the corner of this bar and asshole leader is going to turn around and as he does um, you punch him twice in the face and then take your fist and like smack him on the top of the head and you're going to see him crumple like a rag doll to the floor going to sneer at him and then fold my arms look at the others and say you really want to walk away this uh, asshole uh, number two over here by asshole leader is uh gonna scream at the other guys and say we can't let him do this to us and he's gonna number three over here is gonna say yeah that's right and he's gonna drunkenly stumble over here uh, beside you and he's gonna pull out a dagger and try to stab you <laughs> that's a crit fail uh, uh, really uh, hmm. 
Um, so that's uh, get over here. Attackers pulled one square, but he's already up against you, so that does nothing. All right, uh, asshole number one's up. He is going to uh, try to jump up on this bar, but he jumps up and like his, his feet slip off the edge, and he falls face first. And he's going to start crawling on his hands and knees over uh, beside you. And uh, he is going to attack with advantage. Uh, that is a 19. That will miss, thanks to my boots. All right. Uh, Juliet, you're up. Ooh, so Juliet comes down the stairs. And I guess she is met with the sight of Alunadas fighting off these guys. One already on the floor. Damn. Yeah, so you look around the room and you see one guy on the floor and him surrounded by these uh, three ragged, dirty-looking humans. And uh, at this point, uh, Jared, the uh, the barkeeper, you could see him like over here uh, peeking out of this uh, door, watching what's going on. All right, Julia is going to double move, or I guess use the dash action to move one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, whole bunch of squares. Just move five and cast a spell. <laughs> I don't have any spell slots left, remember? I thought you could do identify and such as a, a, a ritual. I did not cast detect magic as a ritual because I am a dumb dumb. Ah. Uh, that is it for Juliet. All right. So at this point, Alunadas, you could see uh, Juliet coming down the steps. Asshole number two is up. Uh, that's a 16. That's a miss. And that's a 17. That misses too. Yep. Okay, you're up. All right. I think I am going to uh, do Step of the Wind to disengage again. And I'm going to hop up on the bar. Hop over the bar, in fact, to get behind asshole one. I don't know how much of my move that would take. Uh, that I would have a lot of moves, so I figure it's okay. Uh, well, the jumping up on the bar and back down, that would be considered difficult cult terrain, but you've got plenty of movement. Yeah. Alright, so now I'm going to attack asshole 1. 18. Uh, that hits. 8 damage. 21 for 9 more. And 25 for 9 more damage. That's a total of 26 damage on asshole 1. Again, non-lethal. Alright, so you do this cartwheel basically over this bar, land on your feet, spin around, and then punch this guy like in the kidneys three times. Uh, as he hasn't been able to react and spin around to uh, face you. Uh, asshole number three, is uh, he's going to come over here and he's going to try to climb up on the bar to get at you, but he falls and hits, falls backward and uh, hits his head on the ground, and that's going to be his turn yeah. as he failed his athletics check terribly. Uh, asshole number one, you punch him in the kidneys and he falls down to his knees and then he's gonna flip his legs over the bar to sit down and then jump down on the ground and attack you. Uh, that's a 16. Miss, miss, miss. And a 23. Okay, that one will hit. So he gets one lucky shot in for eight points of damage. Damn. Uh, Juliet, you're up. Fantastic. Juliet cracks her knuckles familiar with the uh, town guard style of settling this stuff <laughs> goes up to asshole number two and throws a kick in his chest 14 uh, that's gonna miss all right 
that's it for Juliet. All right. Um, so you take a kick at uh, asshole number two here. And um, since he's like bobbing and weaving and having trouble standing anyway, he's kind of got like this drunken master luck going on. And uh, your, your foot flashes <laughs> out in front of him. And he's like, whoa. And uh, he's going to take his uh, mace and try to, to swing at your leg. Uh, that's a 15. That does not hit. And a 23. That does hit. Uh, for 13 points of damage. Ouch. Next up is Linardos. I can do this all well, evening, motherfuckers. All right, time to uh, punch asshole one again. That's a 26. That hits. There's six more damage. Only a 14. Uh, that's going to miss. Okay, and my last punch, well, my last regular punch. Ooh, crit. <laughs> that's going to be 12 damage and 15 on the crit table. Um, one target drops weapon and must use a move action to pick it up, but it doesn't matter because uh, you just knocked this dude on his ass. All right. Okay. Um, ooh, let's see. I want to double check. I think I'm going to double check what my bonus strike can do. I think my uh, bonus strike can be used against anyone, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to uh, not use it because I don't think that would be kosher. Instead, I'm just going to use my move action to flank asshole two with Juliet. Okay. Basically run around the end of the bar. All right. So as you uh, run around the, so you're running this way down the bar and then back around. Kind of like yep. J. Okay. Uh, next up is Asshole 3. Is uh, going to run over here to Juliet and take a swing. Uh, the first one is an 11 and the second one is an 18. Yeah, 18 will hit. Okay. So that'll be for 7 damage as uh, Asshole takes a dagger and like uh, stabs you in the arm. Uh, next up is Juliet. All right. Uh, uh, before you go, um, since we're back to the top of the round, Talia, give me a perception check. Okay. A nine. Yeah. Uh, you know, hear some uh, horses in the stable and Abbott's barking, but that's about it. Uh, Juliet, you're up. All righty. So Juliet will, even though Asshole 2 just hit her for... Uh, with a hefty blow, Asshole 3 had to get in close with that dagger, so she's going to throw a punch at him. Non-lethal. It's a 19 to hit. Uh, that hits. That will be for 4 damage, and then Juliet will use her action surge to take another swing at him. That is a 25 to hit. Uh, that hits. For another 4 damage. Alright. And that will end Juliet's turn. Okay, so this, uh, guy stabs you in the arm and you just sucker punch him with a left jab and then come up with a right hook and you uh, see his uh, jaw kind of like displace a little bit and then he cracks his neck and says you're gonna pay for that as uh, you think uh, he didn't feel a lot of it because of the alcohol uh, next up is asshole 2 who is going to see a lunados run around the side of the bar so he's going to spin and take his mace and try to attack Lunados. so first swing goes wide and then the second swing does a uh, 18 hit your armor class not with my boots 
It gives me plus two to AC, right? The Not haste? believe so. Okay. It's either plus two or plus three. Um, either way, uh, 20 wouldn't, or 18 wouldn't hit. Okay. So, both attacks with this mace go wide as you definitely dodge out of the way. And you're up. Alright, time to uh, beat the fuck out of asshole 2. Alright, first hit is a 20. That hits. For 8 damage. Then the next one is 21, thank you, advantage. For 9 more damage. Ooh, another crit for 14 more damage. Alright. Aw, a 1 on the crit roll. Uh, nothing. It does nothing. So, <laughs> so uh, let's see. Oh, and uh, the bonus strike. <laughs> Another crit. 13 more damage. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll the crit table. <laughs> and it's 16 on the crit table. Uh, what just happened? Target automatically loses concentration, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter uh, because you punch this guy like twice in the stomach and then like do this crazy like haymaker and you see this guy come up off of his feet and fall down to the ground unconscious all right and now i'm going to uh basically roll up the length of the bar to get past these two uh sleeping people to get behind asshole three all right uh next up is uh asshole three uh, who starts to size up this situation and now sees that uh, he is flanked is going to take off running for this door. This will go well. We get attacks of opportunity. Julia is going to make her attack of opportunity as a grapple. Uh, okay, give me a strength check. Give me that natural one. Woo! <laughs> uh, he got a nine. <laughs> Nice. So you only beat him, or uh, he just beat you by two. So uh, <laughs> you reach out and, like, try to grab him by the arm, but he's still got, like, this drunken master luck thing going on. So uh, his uh, he slips out of his coat. So you're just left holding this guy's, like, dirty leather coat as he starts stumbling towards the door. Uh, Lindados, take your attack opportunity. Alright, I'm going to punch the fuck out of him. Uh, unless I have advantage, that probably misses. Uh, you have advantage, so that's a hit. Okay, 24 is 8, and I'm going to go ahead and spend a chi point for a stunning strike. Which, uh, he has a constitution save, DC 14, to avoid being stunned. Uh, he got a 12. So, uh, as he, uh starts to run away Juliet grabs his arm and he slides out of his uh, jacket and he has spun around and as he spins around uh, Alunados just uh, gives him an uppercut to the jaw and then you just see him stumble around in place like back and forth so he's stunned until the end of my next turn uh, Juliet you're up alright Juliet's trying, gonna try and grapple him again time with a 15. Uh, I don't even think he can do anything uh, against that since he's stunned. Because um, he'd have to do a, a athletics or strength check, which he can't do if he's stunned. Uh, he automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. So, uh, yeah. I guess he's incapacitated, so yeah. Yep, so he's grappled. Fantastic. 
Uh, that's it for Juliet. All right, Alinidas. All right. I'm not above kicking a man while he's down or punching him while he's grappled by a big angry dragonborn, so let's punch him some more. Another <laughs> crit. Wow, that's three uh, for you. Yep. So that's uh, 14 damage. And what was your uh, crit table? Uh, 11 on the table. That is lightning strike. You attack so quickly that you get a free melee basic attack. Uh, so go ahead and punch him again. Only 10. Uh, that's going to miss. So for my next regular attack, got a 16. Uh, that's going to hit. All right, for eight more damage. And a 22 for five more damage. That's okay. Total of 29. So, and my, oh, wait, I also have a bonus strike if he's still conscious. <laughs> um, he's not. <laughs> so, uh, Juliet grabs a hold of uh, this uh, stunned ruffian that's uh, swaying back and forth, and she grabs him up underneath the arms and turns him around towards uh, Lunados. And uh, Lunados, you carefully like take this measured punch like uh, you're um, working a speed bag. And you're just like da 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 on this dude's face, and then you just see his legs just like turn to jelly as uh, Juliet like holds him up for a second and then just drops him to the floor. I will never understand why civilized people behave so badly. Lunadas, what did you do? I was defending the helpless. And, really? Uh, around this time, uh, Jared's going to come out of the back and say. I, I, I can't thank you enough. That was absolutely amazing. They were in here causing trouble all day long, and I, I knew the gods weren't going to help me, and, and then you came along. I, I really can't thank you enough. I, you, you, you have a free stay anytime you want here. No charge. Thank you, good sir. You did Is a good deed when... here this day. Is this about when Talia would be walking in from training Abbott? Um, have you seen that uh, um, the Amazing Spider-Man with uh, Andrew Garfield? I uh, saw the not. first one. Okay, so there's like this one scene where Spider-Man and the Lizard are fighting in this library, and there's all this chaos going on, and Stan Lee's making this cameo where he's like listening to a record with headphones and is completely I oblivious to everything going on. Uh, that's you. This, yes. <laughs> So, um, about this time, Talia's going to come walking in, and uh, Juliet and uh, Alunidas are just standing over top of these uh, four bodies, and Alunidas is kind of breathing hard. Did I miss I could have danced all night. I could have danced all night. <laughs> Talia's going to say, did I miss something? Yeah, you missed an epic fight. You, you should have seen your friend Elf over here. He was he was like a whirlwind of fist. It was amazing. Oh, you man. didn't miss too much, Talia. He's not a real fight. Nothing to compare to the paladin and the ghosts. No, oh, but I missed my chance to stab people. That makes me sad. I don't know that they really deserve to die. Maybe a little light stabbing would have done them some good. And uh, about this uh, time, Jared's uh, going to say, Well... I'm going to go get the town guard and have them move the ruffians out of here and put them in the jail. They're not too up too much for a scrap, but they can move some bodies. Yeah, we'll need to move these out. Just put them on the outside of the tavern or throw them out in the street. Honestly, I don't care. And uh, you're going to hear uh, Jarek uh, 
uh, Jared um, call the back and say, get out here. And you're going to see the uh, that 14-year-old boy come out and he's going to look around the room and see all these bodies. And he's going to say, what happened? Did, did you all do this? Apparently they started it. But right now we need your help dragging these guys into the street. They're not welcome back here. Oh yeah, yeah. I could, I could do that. I'll go, I'll go get the cart from the stables. And uh, he's going to uh, walk over here past uh, Talia and just uh, give her the eyes. And and uh, as Zimidas he watches, is eyes, going to narrow his. <laughs> you don't see it. Talia's oh, gonna no swoon a little though. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple minutes later, he uh, comes back with a cart and brings it inside. You're able to uh, take some some of these uh, unconscious men outside and lay them out on the ground. He says, watch the bar for a bit. I'm going to go get the god. Alunidas is going to lay a hand on the boy's shoulder. Uh, I hear you're something of a lady killer. Uh, uh, um, no, sir. I don't kill yeah. no ladies. Uncle Luno, that still hear. doesn't mean what you think it means. Well, I'm just making sure. I know how these civilized types are. And he's going to nudge the unconscious people with his foot. Are, are you going to hurt me too? Oh, I don't no, see why. No, You're not going to do anything, are you? Uh, what, what, uh, no? Then I would have no reason whatsoever to hurt you. Talia's just point. going to, to, to like put her blush really, really hard and put her... her head in her palm and be like oh my god you know helping us out with these bodies would be get the cart and stuff uh, maybe you could talk it over at dinner with one of my companions maybe Talia would be interested you know just as a, as a fun reward well, sure we've got some great rabbits too Talia's gonna pipe up that sounds delicious maybe after dinner I can show you my puppy oh you got a puppy do his name's Abbott and he's adorable. Oh, that'd be great. I had a puppy once. Lunadas is just watching all of this with a very unhappy, slightly angry expression, looking from one to the other, like what the fuck is going on? What, like human communication and interaction? Yeah, why are they so friendly with this killer of ladies? <laughs> Says the killer of priests. They deserve it. <laughs> And they weren't Talia. So uh, about 20 minutes goes by and um, you're all standing outside and uh, the town guard comes up and they've got a cart and a horse and they're all like, ah, what's all this then? Drunk ruffians making trouble. Yeah. Get that fair share of those this time of year. Ah, you know how people are. Don't hit them too hard. Just, you know. Nah, I wouldn't do much good. They're not going to feel it. <laughs> and he says, okay, boys, let's get them in the cots. And uh, they uh, take these uh, four uh, ruffians and put them in the back of this cart. And say, ah, they'll sleep it off in the jail. If you want to press charges tomorrow morning, just come up by the, by the gates at the barracks. Oh, no, no, that won't be necessary at all. Uh, our beating, I'm sure, was more than enough, and any damages we will pay for. Ah, suit yourself. 
Either way, they're going to be sleeping it off in the cooler tonight. Thank you kindly. Lunadas is going to sidle up to one of them and say, Look out for the kid. I hear he's a lady killer. (laughs) And uh, the guard's going to look at you and say, Right. I do not think that word means what you think it means. (laughs) Why do people keep saying that? It's so straightforward. Uh, I'm going to walk inside. And the uh, the guards are uh, designed to uh, get the cart moving, and you see it travel up the road. And uh, Jarek's going to turn to uh, Juliet and Talia, who are uh, still outside here, and say, I meant what I said. Anytime you want to stay here, it's on the house. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you. Uh, I should give you some gold for anything that was damaged there. We kind of did contribute to that, so... Nah, it was just a couple of crocs and some bottles. It'll be okay. All right, if you're sure. Uh, we thank you for your hospitality. It's been wonderful. Really, I, I don't mean that sarcastically. Ah, uh, you're not talking to a Lunadas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should probably go upstairs and get cleaned up. We'll be serving dinner here soon. Uh, of course. Uh, thank you. And Juliet will head inside. Juliet will want to have a chat with her old friend, who she's known for so long now. Her oldest living friend, probably at this point. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> well, she's still got... Well, no, they probably aren't her friends anymore. Guards back in Kala. Yeah, probably not. So Juliet will knock on your door. Or Alexander, knock, knock. Anyone there? Yeah, I'm in here. Oh, good, good. How are you feeling? I mean, despite coming off the whole death thing, pretty well, actually. Good. Good to hear. Uh, I actually wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, Kala. Sure. Before that, what was the whole noise thing downstairs? It got me all rustled up. Oh, uh, just a little tavern brawl. Nothing we couldn't handle. Hmm. Sorry, I would have invited you, but uh, in your condition, I don't think it's a good idea. In any case, um, I actually wanted to ask you, I don't know that much about your past at all. Your family, your likes, your dislikes, your dreams. I'm just a little curious. I don't like to talk about the past much. I'm just a wandering bard. They got all hassled up in this ruin thing uh, we both did <laughs> do you have any plans for the future at all I mean uh, individual plans not the going to Fadale and all of that stuff that we've all agreed on I'm more of a go with the flow kind of guy you know uh, besides once ruin comes back who knows what's gonna happen uh, yeah we'll cross that bridge when we get to it I suppose so, um, where are you on the spectrum of okay with Ruin coming back and destroying the world? Mm. Oh, like, I'm kind of indifferent. Really? You're indifferent? You know, I'm, our, I'm too far into this whole bringing Ruin back thing to really go back, you know? <laughs> um, we got our good, good boy across the room who uh, is going to keep us to our way to bringing Ruin Axes back. So, uh, it's a little, a little out of my hands at this point. But I'm not asking the practicality. I'm asking how you 
actually feel about it? Are you really just... You don't care? Eh, we all pass at one point. Let's just hope that the gods actually take care of us on the other side. What kind of god do you follow anyway? Checking your character sheet? (laughs) A little bit. Did I even notate that? I don't think Talia follows a god. Is, uh, uh, Juliet teaching her about Tiamat? Uh, no. Juliet doesn't want to get her into the whole religion thing. Given the whole ruin thing is also a religion thing, so keeping her away from that is probably the best idea. Hypocrite. Uh, Juliet keeps her faith very, very strong. So strong yeah. she uh, remembers to donate to the church. You know, every decade. Goes twice a year for the ritual sacrifices. <laughs> exactly. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you, Alexander. No, I I, uh, I never notated what God he follows. Never actually uh, went through and actually chose one for my guy. So I guess what he doesn't. What kind of God would he follow? Or is he just a sort of general believer? I guess a general believer. Really? So you're not throwing your lot in with any of the, you know, things that we know are actually real? Yeah, I mean, none of them helped me out too much. Has your past been that tragic and bad? Yeah, parents had a bad run-in with uh, some debt collectors. Um, dare I ask if you're still in debt to them? <laughs> I mean, to be in debt, they have to you have to believe that they are who you say you are. Well, they do have our names postered up everywhere, so... Who's to say this is my real name? You do bring up a good point. I don't know. Do you have a real name? Or is this one of your aliases? Or I'm not too sure what my original name is. I've changed names a good number of times so far. Can't keep, can't have them finding me, you know? A shapeshifter in some ways. Not literally. Are you a shapeshifter, actually? No, but that's exactly what a shapeshifter would say. Huh bring up a good point um if i stab you with silver it should work extra well so you know don't get near that silverware could you not stab me with silver please i will not but i might tell alunadas and he might test it i'm just kidding i would never do that to you yet how have your well i guess what have you been up to other than sleeping have you been thinking or you know, practicing your tunes or whatever it is that you bards do with magic or swordplay? Yeah, I've been, uh, been transforming this whole magical instrument thing. In hindsight, probably not the best choice for any like any actual wish that I could want. But uh, yeah, I'm making all these goofy instrument things like half piano, half keyboard. Well, half piano, half uh, accordions. Just a bunch of wacky stuff. Interesting. Well, we are having dinner soon. Maybe you could play something for us? Uh, I'd have to ask you to help me down. I'm not one of the, the walking sword at the moment. Yeah, of course, of course. I'll help you down. All right, so I guess you guys go downstairs and have dinner. And that right there is probably a pretty good place to stop. Cool, cool, cool. Maybe Alexander could uh, swat up a quick... Um, a song about our tales telling the tale of our exploits these past few days you know killing the paladin clearing up the uh, haunted house and 
as a little coda defending a local bar. But he he wasn't there? A bar should never be hampered by truth or facts. <laughs> and I think that's probably a pretty good place to end it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. After a long day in the fields or the mines, all you want to do is visit the tavern with your mates and relax. You need an L that won't fill you up or empty your purse. Ask your barkeep for a Conley Light. It's made by Master Dwarven Brewers with the finest ingredients from the Plains Nation. It's a refreshing crisp L that will quench your thirst. And you can feel good about drinking tankard after tankard without that full feeling you get from other L's. So you can keep going all night. For better times at a better price, Conley Light. Uh, so it, it got me thinking who uh, Talia, like the whole talk of religion and gods, it got me thinking who Talia would follow. Selene, demigoddess of outcasts. Oh, I was thinking uh, Mirkul, god, god of death. His symbol is the white human skull. Or Shah, goddess of de- death, darkness, and loss. Or, sorry, goddess of darkness and loss. Uh, she's the goddess of death and trickery. Is there a god of stabbing? Uh, I think there are Dang. two of them. One is Mask, and the <laughs> other one is... Uh, what's his name? Ball. Ball is murder, and Mask is like thieves, and I, it might even be knives directly, but... Mask is the god of thieves, but he's chaotic neutral. Um, mm. I'm not sure I could follow him. Uh, Raven Queen might be not be a bad one either. Remember that time we went to the Raven Queen temple and killed everyone? It was a Good desecrated times. temple, I think. Uh, there was a necromancer of Orcus that was there that was trying to desecrate it. And then you stopped her before she could. And then Alexander desecrated the temple. <laughs> I, I do remember that. There was also a pool of radiance that we took a bath in. Um, um, Vito did. The Dark Six? Uh, of the Dark Six, four of them are neutral evil. Probably the Mockery, uh, Destruction, Domination, Evil, Illusion, Trickery, and War. Is that the Eberron campaign gods? No idea. I'm on the dnd5e.fandom.com with the gods of the multiverse. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know what uh, Kevin's universe has in terms of gods. I think we're doing Forgotten Realms type gods. Uh, yeah. I mean, basically anything that you want to pick out of here of, uh, like, I'm on the Dungeons and Dragons deity wiki. I like uh, Zahir. Evil god of darkness and poison, favored deity of the uh, Yanti and patron of assassins. Ooh, can you? Oh, um, the can you link the the page? Uh, just put it in roll twenty. Zahir. Oh, uh, god of darkness and poison. That would be pretty good if she were ever to actually <laughs> pick a god.
Yeah, she's had a pretty pretty hard life. I don't know how much she would believe in gods at this point. She would have to be like a convert, I would think. Yeah, and when does she have time for that? Or to actually even hear about this god. <laughs> you become a, uh, a paladin, become a paladin of Zaheer. <laughs> <laughs> the music you heard on this episode was Folk Round, Teller of the Tales, and Mystery Bazaar by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.